Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest on Jada Pickett-Smith and August Alsina, Gabrielle Union, Ava DuVernay, Anthony Mackie, the Dixie Chicks, Russell Crowe, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14 Stiletto like the shoe S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 75 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners from around the world, including here in the States, for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Before I get started with uh, the show today, I wanted to uh, also mention about uh, certain things going on this week. Uh, Matter of fact, this uh, Saturday is July 4th, so there's going to be some firework activity. But here in New York, you know, uh, we're best known for Macy's, the department stores, by doing the annual tradition of having the fireworks done in the East River or some year, sometime they alternate and they do it in the uh, Hudson River. But uh, this time they're doing it differently without fans, without spectators, and all week long they've been doing fireworks. But get this, they, they're doing it in each of the five boroughs, but they're not telling people where they're displaying it because I guess they don't want to draw crowds. Remember, we're still in a pandemic. We still got to wear a mask. We still got to practice safety first. So where the uh, 
the governor is Andrew Cuomo, the New York governor, has mentioned about uh, what he what should we expect this year for the fireworks. But I'll talk about that later on in the show. And how many of you guys saw the 2020 BET Awards show this past Sunday? Of course, they didn't have fans and they did everything virtual. It was different. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the highlights and some of the uh, performers of the shows and the winners of the 2020 BET Awards. Also this week, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, there's lots of going on with uh, Jada Pickett-Smith and August Alsina. There's rumors going around that, uh, well, August Alsina did an interview where he talked about uh, the love that he had for Jada Pickett-Smith and that how they were rumored to be romantic together back in 2016 and how Will Smith gave August Alsina his blessing. He did an interview with, uh, matter of fact, just recently with Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club confessing the whole, he does, he does a rundown of the whole conversation. We're going to be talking about that. Also, uh, Gabrielle Union is calling for a sequel to a league of their own. And interesting enough, she wants to do a – she wants the uh, sportsman-turned-filmmaker, Matthew Cherry, who picked up an Oscar earlier this year for the the short film Hair Love, but she's hoping he will do a sequel to A League of His Own, but this time featuring the black women who also were on a baseball team or want to highlight the black women who were also played baseball. Also this week, we're going to be talking about Ava DuVernay. She has signed on to make a new series about sportsman and activist Colin Kaepernick in his early years. We'll talk about that. Anthony Mackie is taking aim at Marvel Films. And you know Anthony Mackie. He uh, plays the Falcon. And, you know, he's getting ready to reprise his role in the Disney Plus upcoming movie, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But he has uh, took aim at Marvel and their bosses for failing to include black filmmakers in any of their movies. I'll give you the latest. Also, the Dixie Chicks have dropped the Dixie from their name. And uh, Russell Crowe has banned his mother from watching his new movie, and I'll tell you which movie is that. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. And this is just 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 the first 15, 20 minutes of the show. So we got a lot to go over, a lot to talk about. Again, uh, Jada Pickett-Smith and August Alsina has became a hot topic after the latter confessed that the two of them used to be dating in the past and that even got Will Smith's blessing. But now there's been speculation that the singer might be telling the truth as the actress Brett denied the story. A uh, page six was one that reached out to the Smith family representative, who firmly stated that his claim is absolutely not true, and that Jada herself has yet to publicly break her silence on the situation. Now, Jada and August were rumored to be romantically involved back in 2016 when he was seen joining her on on a family vacation. People also suspected that his 2019 song, Nunya, was about the girl trip actress. At the time, though, August denied that they were dating. But that changed just a couple of days ago on June 30th, 2020, during an interview with Angela Yee. Speaking to the Breakfast Club host, 
The 27-year-old singer claimed that their relationship wasn't a secret affair and that Will Smith even approved of them. And this is what he said, quote, I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation. He gave me his blessing. August also went on recalling his time with Jada, saying, quote, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it, so much that I can die right now and be okay, knowing that I fully gave myself to somebody. Some people never get that in this lifetime. I love those people literally like my family. I don't have a bad thing to say about them. They are beautiful people, unquote. As for why he decided to speak up about the romance after so long, August mentioned that he felt the need to bring this to light because it started affecting him and his life. And this is what he said, quote, It's difficult because I never wanted to be the person to cause confusion or step on toes, but I want to honor myself and want to honor my authenticity. And if honoring my authenticity means you hate me, stone me, shoot me, Crucify me, whatever, bury me, an honest man. Unquote. Mm. Now, there's a picture circling on the web the premiere, the red carpet event of Girls Trip, where you see Jada taking a picture with August Alcina and you see Queen Latifah in the background. And, I mean, they're taking a picture very close on the red carpet. Now, I can't even remember. I think the girl trip came out about maybe two and a half years ago. Yeah, there's a picture circling on the web of them at the red carpet event of the movie Girl's Trip. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about Will and Jada's marriage, saying that, the, you know, they've been saying that they don't, they don't refer to themselves as a married couple. A matter of fact, uh, they have. There was rumors saying that they have an open marriage. Uh, just recently, there was rumors about Will. Um, uh, he's, uh, you know, doing his own thing. She does her own thing, and you know, it's just a strange relationship. There was rumors about them going having a divorce. So much things going on with Will and Jada. Uh, just recently, uh, Will Smith was on uh, Jada's uh, Red Table Talk, you know, her talk show on uh, Facebook, where they were talking about the latest one was when they was talking about uh, fatherhood. They were celebrating Father's Day and how Will Smith talked about being a, a young dad at the age of 24 from, you know, he when he had his first son, son from his first marriage. And it was an emotional show. But it's just so weird with them when it comes to their marriage and all these rumors saying they have this open marriage and that Will is doing his own thing, Jada's doing her own thing. And and, uh, remember, uh, during the pandemic when everybody had to shelter in place, Will, I mean, sorry, Jada said uh, at one time that during the pandemic, since we all had to be sheltered, that she admitted that she didn't know Will like she thought she knew him. It's just strange. They they, they have a very, very unusual, strange relationship. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Gabrielle Union is calling for a sequel to the movie A League of Their Own. That's the movie that was that had starred Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, and Gina Davis, and uh, Tom Hanks was in the movie. Well, she wants to do a sequel to this movie, 
well, she's calling for one, chronicling the rise of three black female stars of the post-war baseball. Now, sportsman-turned-filmmaker Matthew A. Cherry, who picked up an Oscar early this year for his short Hair Love, has suggested that the sequel should pick up at the point in the 1992 film when a black woman in the crowd at a game throws the ball, impressing Gina Davis' character, who was playing in the first female professional baseball league. This is what Gabrielle Union tweeted. She said, quote, can we make this, please, asking for a bunch of us, unquote. Stone, Johnson, and Morgan played professional baseball in the 1940s and 50s. I'm sorry, I thought I had their first names here. But those are the three African-American women who also played professional baseball. But who knew? We never knew this. They don't teach this in school. Black history, I mean, just like with the um, hidden figures, well, we didn't know that there was black women behind the calculations of the first men to go to the moon. Lots of, there's so much going out here, so much black history that we don't know. And now with the rising of uh, this incident with George Floyd and a lot of the way the entertainment industry is changing things, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if all of these things come to light in movies and books and in television shows, so be on the lookout. Also, uh, Ava DuVernay has signed on to make a new series about sportsman and activist Colin Kaepernick's early years. The longtime friends will collaborate on a six-part, Colin in Black and White, which will focus on Kaepernick's teenage, teenage years and early sports success in California before he spearheaded a social and civil rights movement by taking a knee during the national anthem at the San Francisco 49ers game in 2016 to protest police brutality against African Americans. The quarterback received both praise and backlash for the movie and his activism turned team bosses off, leaving him without a team for several years. Reports suggest he is heading back to the National Football League after Commissioner Roger Goodell recently urged owners to consider signing the player. Kaepernick will narrate and executive produce Colin in Black and White, which is set to start shooting later this year. Netflix bosses will premiere the series in 2021. Anthony Mackie has taken aim at his Marvel film bosses for failing to include black filmmakers in any of their movies. The actor who has starred in several Marvel films as Falcon will reprise the role in Disney's Plus upcoming The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but that hasn't stopped him shining a light on racism at the top. During a new conversation with actor David Diggs for Variety, Mackie said, quote, It really bothers me that I've done seven Marvel movies where every producer, every director, every stunt person, every costume designer, every PA, every single person has been white. We had one black producer. His name was Nate Moore. He produced Black Panther. But then when do when you do Black Panther, you have a black director, black producer, black costume director, a black stunt choreographer. And I'm like, that's more racist than anything else. Because if you can only hire the black people for the black movie, are you saying that they're not good enough when you have, most, have mostly white cast? Unquote. But Mackie doesn't want Marvel bosses giving anyone preferential treatment in the future. He insists that they hire the best person for the job, even if it means them going to get the best two women or going to get the best two men. 
he's cool with those numbers for the next 10 years because it starts to build a new generation of people who can put something on their resume to get some other jobs. And he also said that if they got to divvy out as a percentage, divvy it out. And that's something as leading men that we can go in and push for. Right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, This is That's Entertainment's 11 year, 11 years here on the network. And uh, if you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast. Live. Also, don't forget to check us on social media. We have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14 and on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. The Dixie Chicks have dropped the Dixie from their names after a top journalist, American journalist, urged the trio to follow Lady Antebellum's example and make a change. In a variety piece last week, writer Jeremy Heligar argued that the band should rethink its name, explaining it conjured a, name, a, a time and a place of bondage. Dixie, for the record, is a it uh, um, is supposed to be uh, a celebration of a Southern tradition that's indivisible from black slaves and those grand uh, plantations where they were forced to toll for free. Natalie Maine, Emily Strayer, and Marty McGuire have responded by agreeing to ditch the Dixie. The chicks changed their website URL and their Instagram handle to reflect the new moniker on Thursday, June 25, 2020, the move follows another country trio, Lady Antebellum's decision to become Lady A, amid ongoing protests and conversations regarding the history of racism in the U.S. The knee you know, uh, the knee you now hitmaker initially clashed with a Seattle, Washington-based blues singer named Lady A, but the matter has been resolved. Lady Antebellum made the name change early this month, explained that the Antebellum moniker has too many links to the American Civil War and slavery, insisting, quote, we are regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the association that weighed down this word referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery, unquote. Meanwhile, the artist formerly known as the Dixie Chicks will be releasing Gaslighter, their first album in 14 years, on July 17, 2020. You know, I'm going to have to, I I just don't believe that, as I'm referring to Lady Antebellum, because they had to know what that name meant. And and like I said, it's uh, unbelievable how a change of event in this country has just turned everything around because of what we saw with George Floyd back uh, in Minneapolis of this dying from a police officer with his knee on his neck. I said a couple of shows back that it was just the perfect storm that because everybody was at home, everybody was sheltered, everybody uh, is not working, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so a lot of people were able to see what was going on. It was like the perfect storm. So now everything is changing 
whether it's uh, police officers across the country, defunding the police to the way everything is done in entertainment, shows that had did blackface, uh, host night night talk hosts who were doing comedy sketch and blackface. Everything has changed. They've been taken off, removed. And speaking, um, there's another incident of another show that uh, got rid of a episode where they performed in blackface, and that was The Office. But we'll talk about that later on into the show. Uh, Russell Crowe has banned his mother, <laughs> get this, from watching his new movie, Unhinged. The 56-year-old actor star as the man in the psychological thriller, which tells the tale of a case of road rage which turned into a real-life nightmare for a woman and her son as they are followed by an unstable driver that honked at, that they honked at. And while Russell has a selection of more family-friendly films, such as A Good Year, Robin Hood, and Les Miserables under his belt, Unhinged is one he won't be suggesting that his mom tune in for. Now, Russell is currently uh, living in Australia. He's from Australia uh, with his mother and father, Jocelyn and John. Uh, The 2020 BET Awards were handed out Sunday night with Beyonce, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, and Roddy Rich among the winners. Comedian and insecure actress Amanda Seal hosted the annual show, which organizers this year said expanded its footprint to go beyond the confines of a traditional stage show in response to safety precaution in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, marking a first for the network. In addition, the show also made its national broadcast premiere on CBS, along with airing on uh, Viacom CBS Network, including BET and BET Her. After a powerful remix by Public Enemy of the 1989 Fight the Power with update lyrics and slew of other artists kicked off the show, Seals delivered a brief monologue that addressed racism. The annual award show celebrated creative expression and black excellence across music, film, television, sports, and philanthropy. And during the show, Beyonce was honored with the Humanitarian Award, which she dedicated to the Black Lives Matter protest. And heading into uh, the night, Drake uh, led the nomination with six nods, followed by Megan Thee Stallion and Roddy Ricch with five each. Beyonce, Nicki Minaj... Chris Brown, Lizzo, and The Baby followed with four nominations apiece. Winners in the 21 categories were selected by BET Voting Academy, which is made up of fans and an esteemed group of entertainment professionals. And a slew of performers and stars appeared, including Alicia Keys, Chloe and Halle, The Baby, D Smoke, Jennifer Hudson, John Legend, Jonathan McReynolds, Kane Brown, Little Wayne, Megan Thee Stallion, Roddy Ridge, Sir, Summer Walker, Usher, and Wayne Brady. Many of the performances address the killing of black men and women while in police custody, the Black Lives Matter movement, and the protests over police violence. The Baby and Roddy Rich performance of Rockstar opened with a close-up of The Baby with his face against the pavement, uh, wrapping the new BLM intro to Rockstar. And as the camera slowly pulled back, it revealed a police officer with his knee on The Baby's neck, a reference to the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis in May after a police officer again put his knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds despite his repeated plea. 
Uh, Keys, Alicia Keys, performance of Perfect Way to Die featured her singing on a piano on an empty street. It ended with the camera pulling back to show a list of the names of the black men and women who had been killed while in police custody written on the pavement. Some performances also referenced the novel coronavirus pandemic, incorporating COVID-19 into lyrics or masks into the performance. And in addition, Little Wayne paid tribute to Kobe Bryant, while Wayne Brady honored Little Richard. Both the NBA stars and the singing legend died this year. And uh, if you didn't get to see all of the winners of the show, uh, Best Female R&B Pop Artist went to Lizzo, Best Male R&B Pop Artist went to Chris Brown, Best Group went to Migos, Best Collaboration went to Chris Brown featuring Drake for No Guidance, Best Male Hip Hop Artist went to Baby, Best Female Hip Hop Artist went to Megan Thee Stallion, Video of the Year went to DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle and John Legend for the song Higher, Video Director of the Year went to Tiana Taylor for Spike T, Best New Artist went to Roddy Rich. Album of the year went to Roddy Rich for his album Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel Inspirational Award went to Kirk Franklin for Just For Me. Best Actress went to Issa Rae. Best Actor went to Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Best Young Star Award went to um, Marseille Martin. Best Movie went to uh, Queen and Slim. Sportswoman of the Year went to Simone Biles. Sportsman of the Year went to LeBron James. BET Her Award went to Beyonce featuring Blue Ivy, WizKid, and St. John for Brown Skin Girl. Viewer Choice Award went to Megan Thee Stallion featuring Nicki Minaj for Hot Girl Summer. Best International Act went to Burner Boy uh, in from Nigeria. And Viewer's Choice for Best New International Act went to Cha-Cha from Zimbabwe. So congratulations to all the winners and nominees for the 2020 BET Awards. Right now we have here uh, 33 minutes left remaining in the show. And uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about Nick Cannon. He got another new show. It's called Celebrity Call Center, and I'll tell you more about it. Also, this uh, we're going to be talking about Mrs. Nene Leakes. Uh, she says she's not going nowhere. There's been a lot of rumors of her being fired from Bravo's The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and she's here to tell you that's not it. She ain't going nowhere. But we'll tell you the reason why we haven't seen so much of her. Also, uh, Kelly Clarkson has gave a special shout-out to her estranged husband, Brandon Blackstock, as she accepted her first-ever Daytime Emmy. And the Office creator, Greg Daniels, has announced that a blackface scene in the hit comedy show has been edited out. And uh, the Rolling Stones are taking further steps to prevent Donald Trump from using their music. All those stories and more coming in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio.
got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Anderson Pack called Lockdown. He was one of the performers at this year's 2020 BET Awards. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about uh, Nick Cannon. He has a new show. It's called Nick Cannon Celebrity Call Center, and it's among the new lineup of shows in development by Bosses at E. The mass Singer host will executive produce this series based on the U.K. show, which will give ordinary people the chance to seek advice from their favorite stars. Set to premiere on July 13th at 10 p.m. Pacific time. The uh, um, yeah, 10 p.m. Well, that might be 10 p.m. Eastern time. The small screen venture will feature Bree and Nikki Bella, Candy Burris and Todd Tucker, Todd Chrisley, Nene Leakes, Mikey Day, Vivica A. Fox, Lonnie Love, Dorinda Medley, Alyssa Milano, Kelly Osborne, and Shangela. TV personality Leaks will also headline the comedic beauty competition Glam Squad Shutdown alongside uh, celebrity stylist Brad Goreski. Um, also, uh, and speaking, that's what, you know, Needy Leaks, speaking of Needy Leaks, she says she is not going anywhere. Amid rumors that she was fired from Bravo, the Real Housewife of Atlanta and said that she, they, there was rumors going around that saying that she will not be returning to his upcoming season 13, but her team insists that there's no truth to the rumors and revealed that the reason why she had yet to sign the new contract is because she tapped, she tapped to co-host this new show on E! The network announced this past Monday, June 29th, that she's going to be co-hosting a brand-new show with Powell and former co-host of Fashion Police, which I just mentioned, Brad Goreski. Uh, it's called the Glam Squad Showdown, and the new project is set to be a, a comedic beauty competition series that celebrates the best celebrity glam squads in the business. Now, according to the police, uh, sorry, according to the press release, the new show will invite two celebrity friends or co-stars, co uh, their elite team of hairstylists, makeup artists, and wardrobe consultants. They will compete and showcase their amazing skills in front of an energetic and interactive live studio audience in hopes of getting ultimate beauty bragging rights and prize money for charity. That should be interesting. Can't wait to watch that. Uh, Kelly Clarkson gave a special shout-out to her estranged husband, Brandon Blackstock, as she accepted her first ever daytime Emmy. The 38-year-old Catch My Breath singer won the award for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show host for the first season of her the Kelly Clarkson Show on Friday, June 26, 2020, night's virtual ceremony. And take it to Twitter after winning the award, the hitmaker expressed her disbelief at winning the prize and thanked her husband, who she filed for divorce from two weeks ago, for believing in her and convincing her to do the show. Now, Kelly wed her manager, Brandon, in 2013 after a whirlwind courtship, and they shared two children, six-year-old daughter River and four-year-old son Remington. He also has two teenage kids from his first marriage to Melissa Ashworth. The Office creator, Greg Daniel, has announced a blackface scene in the hit U.S. comedy has been edited out. The Dwight Christmas episode, which aired in 2012, no longer contains a scene featuring Rain Wilson in character as Dwight trying to convince his colleagues to celebrate Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas while in blackface. 
The Dwight Christmas episode of The Office will no longer appear on the Netflix streaming platform or in syndication. The news followed a string of similar actions in Hollywood to remove blackface from programs in the wake of the global Black Lives Matter protests worldwide following the murder of African-American George Floyd by the white officer in Minnesota last month. Uh, 30 Rock creator Tina Fey, she has asked TV bosses to ask multiple episodes of the show featuring the practice. Three episodes of Scrubs were also pulled from a Hulu streaming platform, and Netflix bosses have removed the entire British sketch series Little Britain for blackface de- uh, depiction. The Rolling Stones are taking further steps to prevent Donald Trump from using their music at his presidential campaign rallies. Trump had ignored the previous cease and desist letter from the Rockers over the use of songs by the group led by Mick Jagger. And their representatives have issued a statement insisting, quote, this could be the last time Trump used any Jagger Richard songs on his campaign. Unquote. In the announcement on Saturday, June 27, 2020, the band stated that their legal team and performing rights organization, BMI, sent another warning to Trump campaign that if the president continued to use the band music, he could face a lawsuit. Despite previous warnings during the 2016 presidential campaign, Trump team still played the Rolling Stones' You Can't Always Get What You Want at the president's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 20th. According to BMI, the Trump campaign has a political entity license which authorized the public performance of more than 15 million musical works in BMI repertoire wherever campaign events occur. However, they told Deadline there's a provision which allows BMI to exclude musical works from the license if a songwriter or publisher objects to it used by a campaign which the Rolling Stones plans to exercise. R.E.M., Pharrell Williams, Rihanna, Neil Young, Gunn and Rosen, and the estate of Tom Petty are among those who had also object to Trump's use of their music. Uh, speaking of the Rolling Stones, they uh, they have a concert movie. It's called The Rolling Stones' Havana Moon, and it's heading back to the big screen at a drive-in delight. The band's 2016 set filmed in Havana, Cuba, hits cinema for one night only before its on-demand release on cable network stars in the U.S., and now director Paul Dugdale's film is available to fans again from the comfort and safety of their cars. The concert film, which documents the Stones' March 2016 show at the Ciudad Deportiva de la Habana Sports Complex, will be screening across the U.S. and Canada beginning on July 10th. And Trolls World Tour has returned to the top of Fandango now, most popular video-on-demand title in America. The hit animated film spent several weeks at number one when it was first released online in April, and now it has ended the King of Staten Island run while leaping ahead of Kevin Bacon's new horror movie, You Should Have Left. Steve Carell's new movie, Irresistible and Scoob, round out the next top five of the film fans are streaming on Fandango now. The Invisible Man, Sonic the Hedgehog, Bad Boys for Life, The Hunt, and Jumanji, The Next Level completes the top ten. This week, video on demand release in the U.S. include Mel Gibson's Force of Nature, Vienna and the Phantomes, starring Dakota Fanning, and Orlando's Bloom new movie, The Outpost. 
Michael B. Jordan has teamed up with Arc Light Cinemas and Amazon Studio Bosses to launch a new drive-in movie series. A Night at the Drive-In will run throughout the summer beginning on, matter of fact, beginning today, July 1st, and will feature films celebrating diverse voices in cinema. The fun will take place at the Vineland Drive-In in the City of in- Industry, California, and double-header screening begins with Movies to Make You Fall in Love, featuring Love and Basketball and Crazy Rich Asians. Well, there'll be the well, well, there will be a double bill of uh, Jordan's movie on July 15th when Black Panther and Creed fills the movies to make you proud slot. The movie series new drop as Jordan celebrated his big win at the 2020 BET Awards. He took home the Best Actor prize on Sunday night. And Aretha Franklin's niece. Bridget, she gushed at the Jennifer Hudson biopic of the late singer in a must-see movie after the teaser trailer dropped on Sunday, June 28th. Respect, the film adaptation of Arisa's life story has caused controversy among some members of the family, such as her youngest son, who insists he and his siblings didn't support the film in a tweet back in January. However, one person who already is a big fan of the movie is Bridget, who tweeted a link to the teaser trailer and wrote alongside it, quote, a must-see movie, at IMJ HUD did an excellent job portraying my aunt, unquote. While Jennifer didn't didn't publicly respond to the tweet, she did share it on her Instagram stories. The trailer for the upcoming film dropped during the virtual BET Awards on Sunday night, during which the former American Idol star performed Franklin's Young, Gifted, and Black. In the teaser for the movie, Jennifer can be heard performing her take on Arisa's respect with scenes from the film showing the young singer working to make it into the music industry as well as demanding respect from those she was working with, telling one executive to call her Miss Franklin. Respect is due for release in December. And Broadway theaters will stay dark for the remaining of the year as a result of the continued coronavirus pandemic. Bosses at the Broadway League Trade Organization, which represents theater owners and producers, have decided to write off the rest of 2020 as COVID-19 cases in the U.S. are on the rise again following a number of state reopenings. The Great White Way closures are now expected to last until at least January 3, 2021, marking the fourth time the shutdown has been extended since all performances were put on pause in mid-March. The news emerged a day after the opening of Hugh Jackman's highly anticipated production of The Music Man was officially pushed back from October to May 2021 with previous beginning in April. The Broadway blackout has already caused the cancellation of two prominent new productions, Martin McDonough Hangman with, De- uh, with Dan Stevens and Edward Alvey's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf starring Laurie Metcalf, which has been in previews when the shutdown first occurred. Producers subsequently confirmed they will not return once the suspension ends. And actress and filmmaker Elizabeth Bank is set to star in a live-action version of the beloved children's tale, The Magic School Bus. Bank was also helped develop the film through her own production company, Brownstone Production, while taking on the character Miss Frizzy, a teacher. No, I'm sorry, the character of Miss Frizzle, a teacher 
who leads her students on a series of adventures aboard a bus that can transform into a plane, submarine, spaceship, or surfboard. Now, the film is based on Joanna's cold popular book series, which previously spawned an animated uh, show. An animated small screen venture featured Lily Tomlin as the voice of Miss Sizzle, and it will air in the U.S. for 18 seasons, making it the longest-running kids' science show of all time. A sequel, The Magic School Bus Ride Again, featured Kate McKinnon as Mrs. Frizzle, not Sizzle, Frizzle, Sister Fiona. That premiered on the Netflix in 2017. Right now we have uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. John Legend called Bigger Love. 
Right now we have about 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Kanye West is taking the opportunity to address police brutality through his new music video. On Tuesday, June 30th, a rapper and fashion mogul released a new song called Wash Us in the Blood, which is a collaboration with Travis Scott along with uh, it's a company music video. It opens with footage of a white officer having a confrontation with a black protester before the scene changes to show people wearing masks and struggling to breathe. At one point in the author Jaffa-directed visual, Brianna Taylor, who is one of the victims of police brutality, is shown dancing. The video concludes with a clip of Kanye's daughter, Northwest, playing around during a Sunday service rehearsal. The song itself finds uh, Ye and Travis rapping about searching for salvation for the sins in their community. Wash Us in the Blood marks the first single off of Kanye's upcoming album, God Country, which will be followed up to his gospel album, Jesus is King and Jesus is Born. It's still unclear when Kanye is going to release God Country. Lady A, John Legend, and Tim McGraw are among the stars performing at this year's Macy's 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular. The annual Independent Day celebration will include a lineup of performances by the country trio formerly known as Lady Antebellum, as well as Legend and McGraw, Brad, uh, Brad Paisley, Black Eyed Peas, and The Killers. Today, uh, anchor Craig Melvin will host a two-hour live telecast, which will air from New York City and kick off with a special performance by national youth poet uh, laureate Amanda Gorman. The event will conclude with a fireworks show captured from a series of week-long surprise display across all five of the Big Apple boroughs in addition to a live grand finale. Between June 29th and July 4th, the displays will be announced on selected evenings at one or two land or water-based locations throughout the city. Each five-minute display will showcase Macy's signature pyrotechnic design and scale and create so New Yorkers could enjoy the fireworks without creating crowds amid the COVID-19 crisis. The extravaganza will be set to a musical score include America the Beautiful, recorded especially for the show by Legend, God Bless America, and the Star Spangled Banner, performed by former The Voice contestant Jeremy Gaynor among other classic tracks and popular music favorites. The Macy's 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular airs July 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC with an encore presentation set to follow at 10 p.m. Eastern. The upcoming 2020 MTV Video Music Awards will be held with limited or no audience, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The annual event is scheduled for August 30th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and on Monday, June 29th, Cuomo announced the ceremony will go ahead with few spectators. A representative for MTV has confirmed that bosses at the network were working with city officials to hold the gathering despite the global health crisis, noting that the health and safety of artists, fans, industry staff, and partners is of the utmost importance. Further details are set to be confirmed closer to the date of the prize given based on the science and data in New York. The VMAs were last held at the Barclays Center in 2013. The news come after the BET Awards were held virtually on Sunday night with pre-taped segments and no audience. And an unreleased David Bowie live album is getting ready to hit streaming platforms this Friday, July 3rd, 2020. Bosses at Parlophone Records announced that the release of the late rockers 
uh, Auray Le Chion live Dallas 95 record on Thursday, June 25th, 2020, with a post on his website. Now, Bowie, who passed away after a battle with cancer in 2016, recorded the album at the Dallas, Texas Coca-Cola Starplex Amphitheater in October of 95 during his outside tour with Nine Inch Nails. The title of the album comes from a French lyric meaning Open the Dog, featured in the 97 track All the Mad Men, as well as in his 1993 song Buddha of Suburbia. Its artwork features uh, it's featuring Bowie in a tank top against a black background was shot by his widow, Iman. One track from the album, Teenage Wildlife, is available on streaming services on Friday with the rest of the album due next week. And Bob Dylan has become the oldest artist ever to score a U.K. number one album with a record comprising of new original material. The 79-year-old folk rock icon latest release, Rough and Rowdy Ways, has been met with huge critical acclaim since its release, and it tops Friday's uh, June 26, 2020 official chart company rundown with 34,000 chart sales. In addition to becoming the oldest ever act to top the chart with an LP of new tracks, he also became the oldest male solo artist to land a number one, surpassing Rod Stewart, who was nearly 75 when he reached the summit with an orchestral reworking of his old hits in December. Vera Lynn, who passed away at the age of 103 this month, uh, still holds the overall crown for her 2009 record, We'll Meet Again, The Very Best Of. Bob's fellow rock legend Neil Young is that is that two with his eleven top ten album, including two with the, uh, the supergroup Crosby, Still, Nash and Young, his highest charting collection since 1994's Sleep with Angels. Lady Gaga Chromatic is at three with Louis Capaldi, uh, divinely unexpired to a hellish extent, at four, and Harry Styles' Fine Line competing in the top five. In the single chart, Rockstar by The Baby and Roddy Rich makes its sixth non-consecutive week at number one with former chart topper Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande staying at two. Dance hit Breaking Me by Topic and A7S climb one place to three. And Brian McKnight's next album looks uh, set to be his last, unfortunately, but he says he'll never stop making music. The 51-year-old singer is dropping his new record, Exodus, on Friday, June... Well, he dropped it already on Friday, June 26th, and he told Entertainment Tonight that rumors he's done releasing new tracks are true. This is what he said. Um, he said, quote, this is it. As far as records go, I'll always do shows, maybe not 150 a year, and who knows when we'll go back to work and have another show, but I think this is a good time. Just like Michael Jordan, I respectfully say, hey, I may come back and do another one. I don't know right now. The way I feel is there are other things I like to do. I like to travel with my wife for just travel's sake instead of work, and, you know, a lot of other things. So we'll see. But as of right now, Exodus is it, unquote. However, McKnight has no intentions of stopping making music, just that he probably won't release it. McKnight also mentioned that a lot of music and the way uh, music is made has changed. He said uh, that... uh, 
that people keep telling him, you know, oh, it's going to come back around to this, but he says he hasn't seen it yet. So right now he feels that he has some he has said everything he wanted to say and we just have to see what happens next. But you know, it's a shame because uh Brian McKnight has been a very uh talented artist. He's um I put him in I put him as the king of R&B during the 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 nineties was when his most popular decade, and it's a shame that these artists uh feel like they want to retire from music they don't feel like making records anymore, and that uh, they a lot of times they just want to be behind the scenes, maybe direct music videos, maybe just continue to write, maybe even direct music videos. But it's a shame because he has such an incredible voice, and do you know Brian McKnight has never won? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he ever won a Grammy or a BET award. I have to do the research on that. But he hasn't won any really big accolades, and that's a shame. But I'm going to double-check. Don't hold me my feet to the fire just yet. But I'm going to check on that. Uh, Usher has encouraged men not to be afraid to show their emotion in his powerful new song, I Cry. The 41-year-old singer is father to Usher Raymond V., who's now 12, and Navid, who's 11, with his ex-wife, Tamika Foster, and admits he wants to set an example to his boys that there's no shame in a man crying. And he wrote this statement on Twitter. He said that this song was inspired by wanting to teach his sons that it's okay for a man to feel emotional deeply and to cry. He said, quote, like many men, I was raised to believe that we have to be tough and not show our vulnerability, which I don't want to teach them, unquote. Usher added that the death of George Floyd at the hands of police officers and the subsequent Black Lives Matter protests around the world also motivated him to drop the inspirational tune. And TikTok software engineers have uploaded the entire music catalog of the late legend Prince onto the app. Users of the social media network are now able to feature songs from the Purple Rain singer in their short-form mobile video thanks to the tech firm's new deal with the star's estate managers. Troy Carter, entertainment advisor for the Prince Estate, said in a statement on Friday, June 26, that Prince was known for breaking boundaries, and TikTok has proven to do so as well. With the addition of Prince's full catalog on TikTok, it is our hope that a new generation of global fans can find meaning in Prince music and be inspired to create. A new official Prince TikTok account called at Prince.4.ever has also been created, and managers of the late pop icons of state will share archival footage, interviews, performance, and video clips featuring the star work as an artist and activist. On Monday, June 29th, a special TikTok sound-off live stream event took place at Prince Famous Paisley Park Estate and Music Studio outside Minneapolis to celebrate the New Deal. And uh, Adele's uh, first album since 2015 is no longer to set the debut in September. The singer-manager Jonathan Dickens has revealed that the COVID-19 pandemic has halted the star's plan to put a new album out this year. Adele's last album was the best-selling, 25. Several musicians have had to delay or scrap the release date of much-anticipated albums during the global health crisis, including Lady Gaga, Sam Smith, and Alana Morissette. Uh, Adele accidentally let slip 
that her latest record was set to debut in September during a wedding reception for her pal Laura Dockrell in March. In a clip that made the rough uh, that made the rounds online, and that the hitmaker could be heard telling the crowd, "Quote: Expect my album in September before performing at the event." And music icons, the Spice Girls, are uh, reportedly planning to hit the road again for the final time in 2021 after singer Mel C. recently revealed that the group will love to do more shows and tease the possibilities of shows in the U.S., South America, Southeast Asia, and Australia. And this is according to sources from the British Sun newspaper uh, where they were saying that that the stars are anticipating the tour will be their last. Mel has reportedly been a major driving force in getting Emma Button, Mel B, and Jerry Horner to go back on the road, having spent the years since their their Spice World 2019 tour finished her eighth studio album due for release soon, which featured the single Who I Am and Blame It On Me. The Spice World uh, tour sold an impressive 700,000 tickets from its 13 dates across the UK with sources confirming that it it proves how high the demand is for more of when no, it just proves how high the demand is for and when has reached out to Spice Girl representatives uh, for comment about this tour well that will do it for me for this week, tune in next time when we do it all over again have a safe and healthy 4th of July. Make sure that you have your mask on. This is not a political thing. It's just to, to keep safe for yourself and your neighbor and your families. Make sure you keep your mask on. Stay safe, and I will talk to you next time. Take care. With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.